0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. In the wake of the July 4th mass shooting in Highland Park that took seven lives, many people in our area are calling for a federal assault weapons ban, and among them, doctors. Today, medical professionals from across the country, they're in Washington, D.C. to meet with congressional leaders on the issue. Dr. Elliot Lieberman is one of them. He's a physician at North Shore Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates in Highland Park, also a survivor of the mass shooting there. And he joins us now over the phone from D.C., Hi, Dr. Lieberman. Welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me so much, Ann.
0: So as folks will remember, Doctor, that mass shooting in Highland Park, it took place really on a day and in a place that was supposed to be about community and and celebration, right? A July 4th parade. So can you just take a moment to take us back to that day and tell us where you were and and at what point you started to notice something wasn't right?
1: Absolutely. Um, So what happened is as we do every single year in my family is we set out for the july 4th parade right in downtown highland park and we went to our usual place along uh, the parade route and we were gathered by our close friends cousins and family members and 14 minutes into the parade after my kids were in the street playing around getting candy from the local business people and greeting our local politicians. Uh, gunshots fired. And at first, we weren't sure what happened. Uh, but then the, the beating of the assault weapon was relentless. Pop, 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 And in the moment, we had thought perhaps it was the veterans maybe having a display, but we quickly realized that we were under attack. Mm. Um, so we fled and ran for our lives.
0: How would you say that that experience changed your life?
1: Well, I think that the trauma that we're seeing both in ourselves as well as in our friends, neighbors, um, and community is long lasting. I think that people struggle with their sense of security. And I think that the um, impact of other noises, ambulances, motorcycles, revving, all of those things give us a quick moment to question if we're safe. And what is not as well known to people who've never experienced a mass shooting is that the impact that the trauma carries extends far beyond the victims. Yes, we, our hearts break for the victims, but the, the extent of mass shootings really is pervasive throughout all the communities that are affected by this. Mm-hmm. And that, that trauma needs to be very much understood and addressed by Congress.
0: And is that trauma what pushed you and your wife to start getting involved and, and pushing for this assault weapons ban?
1: Absolutely. I think that in in the following days after the parade, we certainly focused on our family and making sure that we were all doing okay. But then my wife and I quickly realized that there's data that supports an assault weapons ban. There is scientific evidence that shows that this ban that was in place with the Clinton crime bill from 1994 to 2004 was effective. So we realized that we have a unique voice. There aren't any physician mass shooting survivors across this country. So that was really our message. That's what we galvanized moving forward with our organization, March
0: Fourth. Yeah. Well, describe to us what's going on right now because you're you're in D.C. How are you and the other doctors preparing?
1: Uh, well. To be honest with you, the preparation is pretty easy. This is what we do every single day. As physicians, we treat people no matter their race, their gender, any specific qualification. So, to us, this is just making the best decision. You know, we need to make decisions as providers where uh, the benefit far outweighs the risk. And the same thing is true in Washington. It is true that a Federal assault weapon ban will save lives. In a study uh, of the assault weapons ban over that 10-year period, Mm -hmm. there was a 70% reduction in mass shooting fatalities. That's a very clear indication that the ban would work. If that ban had continued after its expiration in 2004, over 300 lives would have been saved. Our question to these politicians is, are you willing to do everything in your power to save lives? That's an easy question.
0: Yeah, You're, you're part of March 4th. Dr. Lieberman, that's a nonprofit that we've had on this program before. Uh, they're pushing for the federal assault weapons ban, and it's the group that you're there in DC with right now. Can you just talk a bit more about March 4th for those who may not be aware?
1: Absolutely. March 4th started a couple days after the parade by Kitty Brantner. Um, she lives a couple towns over from Highland Park. And again, her sense of security. Uh, had completely ruptured as a result of that parade. What is unimaginable to many people across this country became imaginable to not just my community, but the people who were very close to it. This is the ripple effect of the mass shooting public health crisis that's facing our country. So Kitty, um, started posting on social media and really created quite a following. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we are a volunteer-led organization. We've got outstanding volunteers in social media, in marketing, in communications. Um, and My wife and I are co-chairs of the medical subdivision of the organization.
0: And you're in the nation's capital today and tomorrow, from what I understand. So tell us plainly, what do you want to accomplish?
1: Well, what we've accomplished is we've networked and recruited over 60 physicians from over 25 states, and they're here with me today. And these are not just any physicians. These are gun safety experts. These are pediatric emergency room physicians. These are pediatric intensive care doctors, um, trauma surgeons, um, and natural advocates um, with a history of activism. And we have a very strong voice. So we've created meetings where we have constituents speaking directly to their senators. And the senators are coming to these meetings when they know their constituents are in town. Our voice is being heard. Um, So we're declaring this a public health crisis. We're presenting the evidence and we're demonstrating to them the impact that the trauma has in their communities, the importance of passing this ban and the importance of saving lives in 2023.
0: And what's the importance of medical professionals specifically being involved in this way?
1: I think that's a great question. Um, And I think the first part of that answer involves the fact that physicians are most apt to gather, interpret, and present data. That's what we do. We're scientists at the core. So we really are knowledgeable about presenting the information that's in the research. Secondly, I think that there's a long-standing history of physicians involved with legislatures. This begins at the founding of our country. Communicable diseases were the leading cause of death in people. Physicians, public health officials were at the forefront of clean water and hand washing and eventually antibiotics and vaccinations. And we brought communicable diseases to a more minuscule uh, cause of death. Then in the 20th century, we had motor vehicle um, automobiles, excuse me, automobiles that were introduced into our country. Motor vehicle accidents then became the leading cause of death in children. And child restraint laws advocated by physicians Mm -hmm. were initially unpopular. And that has led to the gradual decrease in motor vehicle accidents as a leading cause of death of children. And as of 2020, two years ago, for the first time in the history of this country, firearm-related injuries are the leading cause of death in children. And that's why we're here, yeah. because this is a preventable cause of death. And we need the politicians to hear it.
0: We have talked a lot on this program about gun violence as a public health crisis, right? Does the way that we talk about gun violence change if we see it as a public health crisis, doctor?
1: I think absolutely. Oh, we're not naive to think that the gun violence problem is a very large issue. But what we're specifically talking about here in Washington in these couple days is the fact that mass shootings themselves have only increased year by year. If you look at the past eight years, the number of mass shootings per year has more than doubled and nearly tripled. It is over 600 per year in the past three years. What we're talking about today is that mass shootings specifically are a public health crisis. And when an assault weapon is used in a mass shooting, there are 14 times more uh, injuries and there are almost twice as many more fatalities. This ban will save lives. It is very clear.
0: And help us make the connection, how does a federal ban impact our communities here in Illinois? Well, I think that's a
1: really good question. what we see with mass shooting perpetrators is that one third of them purchase the weapon within 30 days of the mass shooting. In this bill, there will be a ban on not just the sale, but the manufacture and transfer of these weapons. If we can stop one third of these perpetrators from obtaining these weapons as they're thinking about having uh, wreaking you know, devastation upon a community, that is a great impact. No, nothing is going to be perfect. We can't stop every single act of violence, but there will be lives that will be
0: saved. What is challenging about doing advocacy work like this on top of being a physician? Because I imagine none of this is easy.
1: Um, I think that's also a great question. And I'm going to answer that very simply by saying where there's a will, there's a way. If you've got people who are motivated for change, they won't stop at anything to make a difference. It was very hard for us with our networking to find physicians who are willing to take time away, not just from their jobs, use vacation, but take time away from their families. Physicians don't have the ability to work remotely, so we're all here giving up our vacation days. But I can tell you that this group of 60 physicians are dedicated, inspiring, and they're leading us to a better tomorrow. And this is just our beginning. We have an incredible new network, and we're going to see change in this country.
0: And we started by talking about your personal experience uh, at that Fourth of July parade. How are you continuing to do this work despite what you went through?
1: Well, it's not easy, I'll be honest with you, but this is my means of coping. This is my means of knowing that I'm going to leave an impact somewhere. And I think that's a really important motivator on a day-to-day basis. Um, we need to galvanize for the people, right? The power is with the people. We are a democracy. 70% of people believe in the assault weapons ban. 60%, 67% of gun owners believe in the assault weapons ban. Mm-hmm. This is not something new. We're just speaking on behalf of the people. And I'm using this message as as my means of coping and trauma healing.
0: That was Elliot Lieberman, a physician at North Shore Ear, Nose and Throat Associates in Highland Park, also a survivor of the July 4th shooting there. Thank you so much, doctor.
1: Thank you so much for having me.